Now it's time for Inspirational Women and my guest, psychologist Doc Potter, a corporate trainer, public speaker, and also an author of books on health and workplace issues. There are 24 books Doc Potter has written, and her latest is Cannabis for Seniors. Doc Potter is here to share some important insights and information about the therapeutic benefits of cannabis. And with it being legal in our state, I feel it's of value and importance to know more about these benefits. Doc Potter, good morning. It's so great to have you join us this morning. Well, I'm happy to be here. You are just such a wealth of information and someone who just seems, obviously has this passion to want to share and educate and inform us so we can all basically kind of get on this uh, same page and healthy living page as you are doing. Well, yes, and and the thing with the cannabis is it's evolving. It's the cornucopia uh, of potential. It, it's just amazing. If, if you could look at a cannabis flower, the bud, close up, it's these funny little mushroom-looking transparent little things filled with chemicals. There's unbelievable numbers of different kinds of chemicals in that plant. There's something like 60 cannabinoids, and then there are uh, these things called terpenes, which are oils, aromic oils. And when we think about people are always sniffing at the cannabis all the time, it's these aromic oils called terpenes that they're sniffing. And it's actually the terpenes that do much of the medicinal action. So the thing that I find so intriguing and fascinating about uh, using cannabis is it feels like a natural way to address so many aches and pains in our bodies, whereas the prescription medicines that are around can have so many downsides. I don't think, or am I being naive when I think there there isn't the downside with using the various forms of cannabis? <clears throat> There's much less downsides. <clears throat> Plus, part of the process is that, that you get the the more a person studies their own react it's very individualized the way people respond to this and so it draws people into studying how they're responding that's part of of using it is noticing that it's start low and go slow when you think of recreational use people are trying to get a hit quote unquote so they're starting high but medicinally you start low, you study whatever, what, maybe it's sleep or maybe it's an ache. And an interesting thing about the cannabis it is there's something that allows you to disassociate where you go, yeah, I notice that pain is there, but I, it's not bothering me. Mm. And that's as healthy as anything. If, yeah, well, if, it's right? better than the opioids. A lot of these yes. pharmaceuticals, uh, we become addicted to them. Uh, pretty soon they don't have a result. They have, sometimes they bring on the very symptom they're supposed to get rid of. And especially with the opioids, they're just, the seniors in particular are being over-medicated. And, and then uh, uh, if, if, say, a senior stutters or trips, people, and it might be because of an opioid, people go, oh, that's a senior moment. Mm. Where with the cannabis, actually seniors is the largest demographic flocking to the use of cannabis. 
because it can be used for uh, getting rid of pain, uh, to relax and soothe anxiety, to just sort of, quote-unquote, chill out. And, and for social reasons, too. Yes. Sitting around with your friend. And there's so many different uses. And one of the things that people don't understand, <clears throat> we have an image in our mind, whether we use smoked it in our youth or whenever, or saw it in a movie or read about whatever, we think of people smoking a joint. When you smoke a joint, that smoke goes into your lung and gets into your bloodstream uh, like in a minute or even faster. And so you get a response. Effect, but what happens with edibles? This is where people can have a bad experience. They eat the edible, thinking it's going to have the reaction that they've learned with the smoking. Totally different. When you eat the edible, it has to go through the entire digestive system, down to the intestine before you get a response. That could be two hours. So what happens is people eat the cookie, and they wait ten minutes. They go, "Oh, nothing's happened." They eat another one. And another, pushing to eat the whole plate. And then two hours later, they are in such misery. So here's where that education is so critical to realize these differences. So going back to the smoking part, thinking of smoking and what it does to our lungs, is the same thing going on uh, with smoking cannabis, with smoking weed, as there was in smoking a cigarette? There is not a, a large correlation. Uh, I mean, you would think there would be all kinds of cancers with all this smoking of the cannabis, but it hasn't. It hasn't manifested the way it has with cigarettes. And part of it with cigarettes, of course, is all the additives too. All the additives right. and the harshness, and whereas the cannabis has all these various oils. Now, now here's the interesting thing: is if you were to just take the can, the green stuff, okay? You know, just like any herb. Right. And you have that, and it dries up, and you were to crunch it up. There's something in there called THCA, but it's, it, it, it's not psychedelic. And you could sprinkle that in your salad, and you could eat it, and you get all of these medicinal qualities like anti-inflammatory, or it can help soothe problems with chemo and stuff like that. But you're not going to get high. THCA turns into THC when it's heated. I mean, I don't know who discovered smoking of joint, but smoking the joint is what turns the THC into psychoactive. Very interesting. It's the heat. I mean, it's like, you know. Really fascinating. And, uh, it's, yeah, I mean, it's a whole different world. And then there's the tinctures. Yes, those are you, interesting. You can, you can buy tinctures, you can make your own tincture because these chemicals in the cannabis are not water-soluble, but they are alcohol-soluble and oil-soluble. So if you were to take what's left over, what you buy this stuff and you make some joints, whatever you do, if you were to take that and put it in alcohol and let it sit there for a few days uh, and then strain it, you would have made yourself a tincture. And then you can use that in all different kinds of ways. For example, one time my gum was inflamed. And I took a Q-tip and put it in a tincture, alcohol tincture, and rubbed it on my gum, and it was amazing. It instantly stopped hurting. Instantly. And so is the tincture the same, then, as cannabis oil? The cannabis oil would be more using the oil and putting the 
the cannabis in there and then straining it. And that's how what people generally, you can use that too medicinally, and that's what they use in cooking. Are, are the oils? Well, yeah, you substitute the oils, say, for butter in a, in a uh, oh. recipe. Out here, I, I, I don't know what's going on where you are, but there's all these restaurants popping up where they're using, the chefs are now putting the cannabis in the various foods. I, I, I think it's tricky. I think it's a mistake because uh, how much are you eating? And once you get it in, you're, there's, there's no getting it out. <laughs> right. Yes, that does sound tricky because I've... You know, how much are you eating and how strong is it? And, uh, and it's start low, go slow. So therefore, you you know, purchasing it yourself and and doing it individually is the, is a better way to go. But then, well, the... maybe yes, maybe no. I mean, you don't know what's. Uh, it's just that that's what you can do. You can create your own tinctures and your own uh, stuff for cooking if you want to. So can we trust in purchasing it at, you know, there's all these stores that are popping up. I even see it at a, a local pharmacy that they have a shelf with, I think it's the oils. Do we just trust that those are just fine for us to use? Uh, well, <clears throat> I mean, they're probably not poisonous if you say just fine. It's just uh, I'm very skeptical, okay? About, I mean, where where this stuff is coming on so fast? Where is it coming from? Who who processed that oil? Where did they? For example, there's cannabis. Cannabis comes as hemp and marijuana, and so they're they're both cannabis plants, but and they both have the these chemicals. Only hemp has less than three percent THC, whereas the marijuana. All these growers over the last twenty years have been selectively growing. And so the THC in the marijuana, it can be way higher. And so a lot of the tinctures, I mean, I would, if I were buying it, which I buy tinctures and whatnot uh, and cookies, uh, but I like to buy them at a dispensary because I feel like they're going to have the best product. There's all this stuff online. I mean, what are you buying? Mm -hmm. What's in there? (laughs) Who put this together? And is a dispensary then one of the licensed licensed shops we find? Right, where the city is, you know, they know who they are. They usually have security guards standing around the doors. Okay. You know, and one of the problems traditionally has been that uh, since it was considered illegal, you, you couldn't get, you, you know, they couldn't get bank accounts. I mean, it's ridiculous. And now they can, correct? I, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's everything is changing so fast. Right. <clears throat> that it's hard to know what's going on. The laws are changing. The rules are changing. Um, the whole perception is changing. But it's changing for the better because the cannabis and the various um, uh, medicinal things that are coming out of the cannabis are... are uh, the opioids are extremely dangerous because we know people are dying every day from opioids. We know that, right? Correct, Yes. And when you die from an opioid, you stop breathing. And in the body, <clears throat> there are these things called receptor cells. And then the chemical uh, is the key. And it's like a lock and a key. And when the chemical, the opioid, goes into the receptor cell, then it activates something. And, and the opioid receptor cells are in the brain stem that control breathing. There are no cannabinoid receptor cells in the brain stem. You, if, if you ate too many edibles... You would feel so terrible. You would think you were dying, but 
there's been no case of anybody dying from cannabis. So therefore, anyone who has this feeling of, I could get addicted, no, this is definitely a factual that uh, yeah, addiction. It's more. It's more like developing a habit as compared to a true addiction, like one gets on opioids and these severe drugs, where you know people can die and withdraw and terrible things. It's more like a habit than a quote addiction with the cannabis. So the- and the way seniors are using it anyway, I mean, are generally more medicinally. And one of the things you can do with the oils, especially, is just rub them into your skin. It's amazing. I mean, you can get rid of little pains just in, in uh, it acts so fast. It's just, uh, we have these cannabinoid receptors throughout our body and throughout our nerves. And, and, and then the, these uh, chemicals go, get into these receptors and they're anti-inflammatory. They're doing it's. They're just discovering new stuff all the time. And really, in terms then of effectiveness, having uh, the oil under the tongue or putting it on a part of our body like that is arthritic, rubbing it in that area is the quickest way to find relief. Is that right? Well, yes, and well, the quickest way is smoking because when you smoke, it goes right into the bloodstream through your lung. So it would depend on why, or vaping, or something like that. But rubbing it into your skin, like you have an ache, your muscle is aching, uh, it, it, it's wonderful. The sob is wonderful. Or, or a tincture, you just put it on your hand and rub it in, and you get relief right away. And here's the thing, that a lot of doctors, this is so new, and, and, and there's been, you know, people don't know how to deal with it, and, and the medical community isn't trained, but there are available online there are now three services that I know of. One is a nurse practitioner, and you can go to her site, and she specializes. She has a clinical network of practitioners, so you write to her. She specializes in seniors and age-related uh, and using cannabis and getting off of these pharmaceuticals. That, that, and, and her site is called Radical, and it's spelled R-A-D-I-C-L-E, Radical Health. And she's a nurse practitioner. Another one is an MD, and his site, and it's a network. They're in Massachusetts. If you're in Massachusetts, you can go in and see them, but you can also interact with these doctors online and get help. And his site, uh, th- that network is Inhale MD, Inhale MD. Uh, and then a, a third one, which is very educationally oriented, has dosing, has how to uh, use cannabis to get off of opioids. Is healer, MD, healer.com, uh, Dr. Dustin Suklak. So, so these are at least people who have MDs. They can prescribe, and they can help people learn how to use this stuff, because it's very complicated. <laughs> Indeed. And I, we now really need to just reemphasize that you have written Cannabis for Seniors, which I think gives us a really good broad perspective with a lot of information about, about um, all the different forms and varieties and, and that sort of thing. So right. we can find that in Cannabis for Seniors. And you have your own website, too. With, with well, and, and also, if people want to send me a question or something like that. They can write me. I uh, use Doc, like what's up, Doc? D O C, Doc Potter, one word, D O C P O T T E R 
at docpotter.com. Put question in the subject line, and, you know, I'll shoot somebody. Um, and my website is docpotter.com. Right. So all of this is a way that we can educate ourselves. And I think that that's the path we need to take is that kind of self-educating and we can share that then with our with our family members, with our and it, friends. And it's not just educating. It's really having to start off tuning in, like turning your eye into whatever this symptom or this thing is and studying it and getting to understand it before you eat try any intervention, and then you try like a tincture or maybe a half a cookie or whatever, very low, and then waiting. and st- So it helps people really to tune in to their body. It's a very self-healing process. And that in itself is very empowering. Yes. Right? Yes. That's right. I call it engaging your inner shaman. Perfect. And something that's going to just be this so invaluable for us to be able to to live well and as much as we can pain free. Uh, Maybe we don't get rid of all those pains, but to be able, you said, to kind of distance ourselves. People have it, but they just don't feel something about the cannabis in in the so quote unquote high, and that isn't essential. But there's something about it that allows people to go, oh yeah. Uh, I, uh, that pain is over there, but you know what? It's not bothering me. It's like disassociating. It's over there. The, the, uh, years ago, <clears throat> when I was in graduate school, it was very popular. There was this guy, what was his name? Jack Schwartz. And he would sit there, and he had this big knitting needle that he had sharpened. And he would roll it on the floor with his foot and his shoe. And then he would take this knitting needle, and this is all about the mind, and he would proceed while he was talking to take that knitting needle and push it through the muscle of his arm while he talked and described what this was doing. He was saying, I'm, and it was a hypnotic thing, and he was saying, this is not my arm, this is an arm, and I'm not here, I'm over there watching this, and it was this whole disassociation thing. It was incredible. I mean, you know, as a, a doctoral student, this was fascinating. Like, what in the world is this? Yeah. I think you could probably find him online doing that. The name sounds familiar. Yeah, it, it was a big thing back in, you know, in the 70s when I was going to school doing that. Oh, yeah. But all with the hypnosis and the separating, and, and then he'd pull it out. I mean, it, that needle was definitely because the skin was on the needle and the little blood, and then somehow it would heal. It, it all had to do with the mind controlling the body, this fascinating, which is what was really hot in those days. Right, yes. You know, and, and the idea with, it, with it start low, go slow, is more is not better. There's a sweet spot. It's, if you think of the normal curve where it's low on each end and it's high in the middle, for the, whatever it is, the dose that one is looking for, that they're testing themselves and increasing slowly, that high point is called the sweet spot. That's what they're looking for. And they're looking for when they go a little over that, it's not better. They need to drop off a little bit and get back to that spot. And as far as how long that would last, again, it's, I, I'm assuming, very individual. and we just... Very individual. It depends on, on uh, the, the potency uh, of the cannabis and 
and and the mode of delivery. Are you smoking it? Did you eat it? Eating it, eating it once it's in there, it's going to last hours. There's nothing you can do. It's there. You can get it out of your intestine. Okay. Where smoking it is is shorter and the tincture, all all of this. It's like a whole. That's why I call it the shaman. Yes. And and actually, in your book, you mentioned too that uh, it's be, uh, they're beginning to come out with suppositories as well, which That's might the, one of the things that is being developed is the suppositories, yeah, mm-hmm. which can have benefit for for persons um, following surgery or right. if they have difficulty swallowing that kind of thing. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, thank God. I mean, it's this unbelievable uh, plant with all of this. In it, it's really amazing. So, uh, fortunately, I mean, but the legal thing is just chaos. Well, and the thing is, it's chaos because it's so different all across the country, but yet we have, I'm really surprised at the number of states, actually, that it is completely legal, and, and they've done away with any of the the previous uh, um what criminal aspects of it? Well, they're working on it. It's not totally 100%. But get this. I, I wrote another book, Cannabis for Canines. Oh, yes. Oh, no. It's not legal to give cannabis to canines anywhere in the United States. The vet can lose their license. Oh. And yet, could it? Isn't that incredible? It is. All yes. of these laws, they did not include animals. So there's a few vets that have popped up. Who oh, and there's one in California, his name is Rich or something like that. Uh, he's local here. He gives out information under quote unquote his free speech. Mm. I mean, it's incredible that a vet, I mean, could lose their license. By, and, and it's important that people understand that a dog in particular, is, you don't want to be giving them the marijuana, you want to be giving them the stuff from the hemp. The lower dose. The, right, right. I mean, a dog is. Is a totally different. Um, they, the THC can be toxic. They have to be introduced to it slowly. Chocolate, if they ate a cookie, you know, chocolate is toxic to dogs. Right. And I think there was a story not even that long ago about a dog coming across something in uh, a person's home and right. ingesting it. So, you know, how um, I think the dog certainly survived, but it you know, cautioning that you well, don't want people to... don't know. They think it's a joke, okay? The dog's wobbling around. It's, it's a bad idea. Anybody who's got, like, cookies or edibles, they need... And a dog doesn't have restraint. If there's a plate of cookies, that dog's going to eat that whole plate. Right. And so the same holds true, of course. You know, if we have younger people, especially children around, we want to really be cognizant of what we're doing with what we have. Right, right. Just like any other uh, medicinal or, or uh, supplement, I, I really think the supplement mark uh, viewpoint is the more appropriate than the medical. Meaning? Well, the medical, for one thing, you know, practicing medicine without a license is is a crime. <laughs> and all these yeah. people who are saying medical, they're they're making a big mistake. I mean, the the AMA is meaner than the government. So we need to look at this as medicinal. Medicinal not... and therapeutic. Yes. And soothing, you know, like vitamins, the way we think of vitamins. Right. 
And I think that the word therapeutic really is is a very appropriate one because of being a therapy and really seeing what works, and it's so highly individualized That's again. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And then this thing, which is just, it's just being discovered every day, but this thing with the terpenes, which are these smells, which is fascinating because I, I, it's hard to understand, but there's there's all of these smells out there in, in the world, like pine smell, lavender smell, orange, uh, citrus smell, and these smells uh, are in various plants and are in cannabis. And it's actually now believed that it's actually these terpenes, which are these aromic oils, are where the medicinal action is happening. So that is really fascinating, too, because I think in terms of, say, the lavender and how they say to use some lavender oil on your temples, uh-huh. and, yes. and that's soothing and helps you to sleep. So right, right. In, in this case... Uh, right. it, and, and so they have... <clears throat> can, the growers have gotten quite sophisticated selective growing, and so somehow they've gotten these terpenes in... They cross plants. I mean, they're not just in the lavender... That same oil is in certain cannabis strains. That's what the strains are, all these funny smells, which are these oils. And then they have another thing in there, too, called flavonoids. And they're not just flavors. They're actually the colors. A lot of cannabis leaves are purple and blue. That's the flavonoids. I mean, the thing is loaded with chemicals. But healthy chemicals. Well, benign. Benign, okay. Well, we have a whole system in our body, which is fascinating. We have all these receptor sites, these cells in our body, and they call them the endocannabinoid system. The cannabis oils, the CBD, it fits right into these cells like a lock and a key. It's like it's made for us somehow. And that, of course, is incredibly fascinating. It is. It is. I mean, the whole world is becoming magical as I'm learning more about this stuff. I mean, I've heard that, like, poison oak, uh, around the poison oak, the antidote will grow to the poison oak in the wild. Hmm. Like the yin and the yang or something. Yes. So somehow our bodies are just resonate with cannabis. I don't know how, how that happens. But we have an endocannabinoid system in our body. And when, then when you get these oils from the cannabis in there, they go into these cells, and that's how it, it enacts the, the result, the reducing of the pain, the reducing of the inflammation, uh, all the various things that it does. It's fascinating. And seizures as well. I know it wasn't... Seizures, yeah. Right? It's helped... Uh, Parents who have children uh, with epileptic seizures right, say right. it's cut down on those seizures immensely. I, I think it's called Char- the Charlotte's Web or something. They have names for these things. Right, the seizures. I mean, it, that, to me, that is so horrible. I've seen these you, you know, videos of some little child having 15 seizures a day. I mean, how can you cope? Really? I mean, even one a day would be beyond copable. And... and for what I don't know how anybody discovered it, but the cannabis reduces it. And so it, it's hard to really conceive of saying this is such a bad thing when we see 
you know, pe- people having these experiences of how it's been so be- beneficial and the fact that it's, it has that non-addictive property, it just uh, really can alleviate so many health issues. That's right, or at least modify and reduce them. Yes. Make it more culpable. Plus, it gives people more of a feeling of control without the downside of these pharmaceuticals. Absolutely. Well, we're not saying this is what you have to go out and do. This is all about information. And right. I I just so appreciate, um, Doc Potter, that, you know, you have this curiosity and you research all this and have written this latest book, Cannabis for Seniors. Uh, let's mention your website once again. Well, my website is docpotter.com. And I have lots of information there about all kinds of things. Including all the other books that you right. have written as well. So, right. Yeah, I've, I've uh, authored a number of books. I was corporate trainer, police trainer, lots of health books. So Keeps my mind active. <laughs> which is also another healthy benefit of, of all of this for you. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, people think if you have a PhD, you're really smart. No, it's not smart. What you learn is how to concentrate. And, and find new points of conf- concentration right, right. all along the road. Right, yeah. So, so anyway, uh, it, you know, now my, la- my latest project, I just finished that terpene. Um, my, my, my baby is senior boomers. A big population. Right, senior boomers are changing uh, the golden years, redefining the golden years. And it's going to really change the... Right. the, the 70, cor- is, 70 is the new 50. Mm-hmm. All kinds of things like that. So. Well, I look forward to that. Yeah, well, and- that's, that's my latest project. So. Well, hopefully then we shall talk about that as well. Okay. Well, I've enjoyed this discussion. <laughs> I have as well. Thank you so greatly for being you and sharing all of this with us. Okay. Thank you so much. And with that, we are at the end of a very full hour of Inspirational Women with Doc Potter and Sunday Morning Magazine with Dr. Joseph Dowling, Jr. I'm Kate Daniels, your host, and I greatly appreciate your sharing this hour with me and these special guests. For details you might have missed or information you'd like to know, please just send me an email, kated at warm1069.com, and I'll get right back to you. Also, if you'd like to listen again or share these important stories with your family and friends, find the podcast. It's on our Warm 106.9 webpage. Just click on the On Air tab, then Sunday mornings, and look for the show and guest names. I now wish you and your family a day of curiosity and vision about our life and our world. Have a week of the same, and then please plan to join me again next weekend for another hour of Sunday Morning Magazine and Inspirational Women on Warm 106.9.